Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
All right, everybody. This is Patrick Webster Small. Brenda, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? (laughs) I can. Everybody, we are having extreme last-minute technical difficulties. Um, I actually had to call up on my phone as a guest. Uh, So this is pretty interesting that this is happening um, tonight, Halloween. We did ask. uh, It's not Halloween, actually, but it's our Halloween show. And it looks like that this is just how it's going to go. I can I can see myself on the console uh, as uh, directly connected, but apparently I'm not. So uh, we will just continue as as it is. Um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to everybody hang in there with me. We are going to do this show. Uh, I need to resituate a couple things. It's going to take me a couple minutes. So um, what I'm going to do right now is go ahead and play uh, one of the tunes that I was going to play today anyway, Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and play it right now. Actually, this right here, this is going to kick off our our, uh, Halloween little skit here. So here we go. Oh, Frederick, are you all right? Yes. Would you excuse me for one minute, dear? Oh, of course, Doctor. Igor? <clears throat> May I speak to you for a moment? Of course. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. No, no, up here. Oh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Now, that brain that you gave me, was it... Hans Delbrooks? No. Ah. Good. Uh, would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. Abby Normal. I'm almost sure that was the name. (laughs) Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? Is that what you're telling me? I wonder who that could be at this hour. <laughs> All right, that was, uh, you know who that was. That was uh, Gene Wilder and, and uh, Mel Brooks' uh, young Frankenstein. Uh, and um, uh, who was the other character who played Igor? Um, let's see. I know what I need to do. Man, we need a restart here. Let's just, right now, right here, this is restart. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous 
Lisa here somewhere. How are you? <laughs> Brenda, help me. Help me, Brenda. <laughs> you sound like you're in a big hole. Do you need a hand? <laughs> I do. I need a hand. You I'm sound like you're at the bottom right of someone's now. grave, mate. <laughs> do I really? Yeah, you sound like you're in a big hollow hole. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, wait. It's not good. Hold on. Improving? <laughs> okay. How about now? Uh, it's a bit better than it was, but still. doesn't sound like normal, but it's good. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to fix this. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to fix this. I mean, Maybe this you're not is meant where to. I need... Maybe it's supposed to be a different sound for today. <laughs> There you go, Brandon. Little on the, the creepy side. <laughs> All right, well, let, let me try one more thing. It's echoey and sounds a bit institutionalized. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, how's this? Um, it's clear. Uh, but like I said, it does sound <laughs> like you're in you're in an empty room all by yourself. <laughs> all right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying this. So good. <laughs> yeah, the, it's just weird because yeah, I'm just not used to hearing it like this. But okay, wonderful. All right. Um, we will work man, with it. <laughs> What's that? I said we shall work with it. We will work with what we have. I'm just gonna right. I'm gonna keep uh adjusting this until I get something that works good. You tell me when it sounds better. Oh, that wasn't good. <laughs> uh, uh everybody this is a uh So whose black cat did you step the... on when you went out? <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. It's it's I think it's just the fact that it's Halloween and it's our show and that this is how these beings work. This is what they do. This is how they operate. So, all right, here we go. Um, I think we should just go ahead and, um, weather coming up February. 
Right. 35 degrees <laughs> t-shirt weather. Better watch those uh, pointers. <laughs> oh, man. That's a bad recipe right there. Or a good recipe, depending on who you are. Uh-huh. Um, so tonight, what we're going to do is we we have a great show for you. We have uh, We've each taken a person in our lives and interviewed them. And we recorded it, and now we're going to uh, show, we're going to let you hear those interviews. These are just regular non-paranormal folk, and they want to tell you uh, what, how they view the Webster phenomenon. There was no coercing or anything like that. Um, you know, we might have helped them through the interview just to be able to verbalize what they were talking about, but otherwise, you know, we'll leave it up to you. So we've got those three. Brenda's going to bring us some cool stuff with Edgar Casey, and a lot of people out there love Edgar Casey and what he brought to Earth. And uh, also we've got some really cool Halloween uh, scary, freaky facts and things like that. And um, I think Kim brought a couple recipes for for pumpkin pie, right, Kim? Oh, sure did. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Say what? Google. <laughs> you can hear the tap 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 tap. That's my dog walking so, right. <laughs> so, uh, Brenda, what's it been like there in Australia? What's happening there in in, uh, in the world down under? Oh well, um, since last week, um, well, I've been a, I personally have been under the weather. Spent most of my days inside because I've been quite unwell. However, the days themselves, first part of the week was very grey, and then of the last few days, it's just been absolutely going off here. Um, I think I've sent you, oh God, I don't know how many pictures I sent you in the last couple of days, but uh, yeah, just really, really yeah, a, a lot. whole lot of beings just coming out and being really active and really um, upfront and showing themselves really well at the moment. So a lot going on. And today's another beautiful day. It's because uh, we're going into our, um, we're in spring at the moment. So heading towards our more summery weather. Nights are still cold. Uh, days are nice though. So hopefully a bit more nice weather. So it's, it's uh-huh. all good. So I've been out there a bit more since I've been feeling a bit better with the, um, with the phone camera and, snapping them as they come past <laughs> so, nice. and they're, show, they're showing uh, off a bit so it's all good yeah I know that uh, some of the pictures that you were sending me were just off the hook just I mean uh, talk about snake snake skin hello Bobby snake, thank you snake, snake that skin <laughs> guy say that five times and uh, it, it was just unbelievable, unbelievable, Brent. I mean, uh, and, and you know, just from what you could fit in the frame, you could see it, there's tons of windows in these, uh, you know, so-called ships. These ships are just our reptile heads uh, for the most part. They're reptile heads, and when they want to be more, they can. But that's pretty much what, you know, kind of shows that they're a little bit full of themselves, but <laughs> they are reptile heads of the reptile that they are. So it's it's pretty awesome that that's how they disguise themselves or decided that 
that that's how that's their badass look or whatever it is. You know, we will find out what and why they do that. Um, but yeah, those pictures were off the hook. Uh, Kim, what's been going on in Canada? Um, it's been really gloomy, very wet. It's very unusual for this time of the year, but um, it's uh, a lot cooler than it normally is. But uh, the sun has not been shining, and it I really feel it. It really, really affects me on the way I feel. But um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's about it. Huh. Wow. Okay. So it's um, has it been snowing a lot or? Just... Nope. No snow, just rain, rain, just rain. rain. Yeah, the river is really full <laughs> for this time of the year. It usually just trickles, but it's flowing pretty good. Wow. Well, you know what they say. What is it that they say? I can't remember. <laughs> 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 Hideaway show, move <maybe> on. <laughs> Um, Okay, so um, like I said, we've got a great show for you, but what I want to start off with is I want to... There's no turning back now. And that is the truth. Um, I wanted to tell everybody about uh, the Webster phenomena and what it is. Uh, because what we're going to do first today is we're going to give you these interviews. And the, uh, you know, let me, let me preface this with, with this, and then we'll listen to a tune. Today's a fun day. We're, we're here to have fun. Started off funky, but you know what? That's kind of fun. Just the last minute scramble. I mean, two minutes in, uh, weird enough. I, uh, uh, it, well, I probably shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> things that happened to me before uh, the show, but it's just like everything was to keep me from being on the air today. So this is kind of cool to see what's going to happen. Uh, the Webster phenomenon, everybody, is the realization of that there are extraterrestrials, for starters. It's the realization that there are extraterrestrials. And where they are is, is mainly where you can see them is in the clouds. You can see them in the clouds. And beyond the clouds, you can see them uh, all throughout nature. And I mean all throughout nature. And you can see them throughout the entire universe. In nebulas, star creations, supernovas, you can see these beings. And uh, so they are the beings of creation. These beings, without them, there would be no trees and no uh, physical reality. They are the substance of, of experience. They give us the background uh, to our experience here on Earth. So getting rid of these beings would be detrimental to reality. Reality would just fold up and go away. Now, what's happening now with the advent of what people are calling chemtrails is these beings are taking a different position in reality. They are not staying, remaining in the background. Whether that is from the human perspective or not, it doesn't matter. That's the only perspective that really matters. 
because we are humans and we are talking to each other. So I'm telling the rest of humanity, hey, these beings are now ready to come up to the forefront and not be the wallflowers that they've been. They're ready to, uh, you can say come to life, although they already are to life. They're ready to come into 3D fully. They've been here in a certain etheric way, and you can see it if you're adept and you've woken up with the Webster phenomenon. You can see it. So the people that, we're, that we've interviewed have, we've touched them. Each of us has touched our perspective, our, our respective interview, or interviewee. And with the Webster phenomena and with sight, and we've given them sight. We've afforded them the knowledge to be able to choose to have this sight. And these three people have chosen, and they will go farther and farther and farther with it. Um, also, I'd like to say that today I have a friend who, uh, a coworker who was a coworker with me for about three months, um, and he had to go back to Texas um, about a month ago. And uh, this guy caught on so fast it was like he was just hungry for it. It was the whole reason he came through my uh, my place of business and. And the reason he interacted with me was to learn this. And today he sent me a buttload of pictures and they were just amazing. And he said, it's going off here in Texas today. So I have eyes and seeds all over this world. It is happening. We've got Canada, Australia, USA, and all throughout the USA. I've got people from Florida to St. Louis, to Texas, to California, we're, we're covering it. Um, so that's what the Webster phenomenon, the phenomena part of it is the realization. Because before the Webster phenomenon, there was no concrete, strong person coming out there with confidence telling you, hey, this is this, without, and, and the bullets of, the para, uh, pareidolia and delusional and those kind of bullets and bombs just glanced off of me. And that's what humanity's been waiting for is this information. So uh, that's what the Webster phenomena is, everybody. What we're going to do is we are going to take a quick break. I'm going to actually try to reconnect with my other stuff, but we're going to take a quick break. And... Uh, um, what we're going to do on the other side, it's so funny. I'm like, I'm having a huge problem trying to find my music on this thing. And it's like today, everything is either not there, scrambled up, uh, <laughs> you know, backwards. Um, it's just crazy. Oh, and also, I wanted to also tell you about this that happened yesterday uh my um yeah this one song i was going to play it it's not here that's just awesome i love that it's just <laughs> not even here no really i was going to play you a, an mcr song uh my chemical romance and i'll look i'm looking through it right here and looking through my list 
and I know that I uploaded that song, and it's not here. So uh, there you go. There's another one. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a different song, and we'll take it from there. But I want to tell you this. Yesterday, that I've been, I talk a lot about time and how time is very, uh, it's not a standard stable thing. Time is all over the place. And I'm sure all of you know what I'm, what I mean by that. Uh, Yesterday, I've been waiting for this. Yesterday, I looked down at my watch to see what time was. I was at work. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the heck? My, the hands on my watch had fallen off. The hands on my watch fallen off. So I thought that was uh, extremely interesting. Extremely. <laughs> and uh, that's just that's just how things have went. So are we seeing the breakdown of? Um, are we seeing the breakdown of reality? Is that what we're seeing right now? Is that what's going on? Brenda, are we is that what's happening or is it just a, a run of bad luck and weirdness? I'd, I'd say there's definitely a breakdown and um yeah, well when when the hands on your clock throw their hands up and walk away. <laughs> yeah, what is like, I give up. What is that? I give up. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's, and and like we say, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about um, coincidence or synchronicities, to have something happen, well, that means something's happens. But when you have a series of things like today's just been, as we would put it here in Australia, one balls up after another, um, it's it passes the passes the uh, understanding of coincidence as far as I'm concerned. There's something greater going on here for whatever reason it may be whether it's just for the amusement of the others I'm not quite sure however (laughs) they've got a wicked sense of humor and obviously this is their way of somehow directing traffic from wherever they are to where they want it to go so we're just gonna well buckle up and ride this one out and see where they take us I think (laughs) man is that what they're doing? Is direct? Is, that's just all just directing traffic. Well, something they, oh, they're directing something. I don't know about traffic, but they're directing something for us here. They're, well, they're doing more directing yeah. on our program than we're able to do. Put it that way. <laughs> Especially right now. <laughs> so they're technically the directors right now. Yeah, um, I. <laughs> I'm also I'm attempting right now to to upload the song that didn't get uploaded and it's just not happening folks. <laughs> isn't that isn't that just crazy? Well, it's, uh, even my my internet connection on the last um even today I'd click on something and there's this real lag. It's like you click it, and then five minutes later, it might pop up somewhere random, and you're like, "What the heck?" You well, know, it's my world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's not usual for us, so it's actually thing. unusual. It's actually unusual. Here's, yeah, and here's the funny thing: Kim's internet actually sounds perfect <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's a follow-on yeah. from last week. Remember what I said? <laughs> 
The planet yeah. must be facing her way properly now. <laughs> yeah, clothes are changing. Something's working for Canada. Either that or you're further away the... from the sun, one or the other, Kim. You're going into winter, aren't you? Right. Yeah, well, that would account for it. Yes, we're getting closer to the sun and you're getting further away. It's all good. Uh-huh. I know what it oh, is the now. Sun. <laughs> the sun is just heinous. I just watched the, the, the final episode of, um, of Supernatural for the 11th season. Uh, where God and the, where the light and the darkness had to, you know, did their thing. And, um, and man, the sky they showed looks like our sky every day. And it was the sky that was damaged by, by the darkness. And it looks like our sky every day. Oh, my God. All right, everybody, the Webster Phenomenon. We'll be right back with these three interviews, okay? Here we go. Halloween to everybody. This is Patrick Webster Small. I'm your host of the Webster Phenomena. 
you can go to the WebsterPhenomenon.com and check out all the goodies, uh, videos, uh, blogs. Um, you can watch my discovery and read about my discovery as it was being discovered. Uh, it, we are still doing tons of research. Uh, we have a documentary in the future that was planned that is going to be TV worthy. Um, th- this is not uh, stopping anywhere except for uh, when humanity finally gets it. That's when we're stopping. So uh, is everybody back on board here? Brenda, Kim? Yay, we're here. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to start with Brenda's interview. And Brenda, if you can just give us some, uh, just a tiny bit of uh, uh, insight as to what this interview is about or who it is. Okay. Uh, this, this lady's name is Linda. She's my sister-in-law. Uh, she's a, a sibling of my um, late husband. Uh, we didn't actually um, speak to each other for about eight years and we just recently reconnected. So uh, when we did, uh, of course, catching up on things that have happened over the years, uh, the Webster phenomena was the biggest thing that had happened in my life since uh, I'd last spoken to her. So we started talking and um, she was very, very interested. And just from from the get-go, she got it. Uh, she's still in the early... This was, this was just this past May that we reconnected, so it's only been a few months. Um, the technicalities of it, understanding the beings and that she's just starting to get that now. Uh, however, she, she can see, she can see them and she's just now from me learning the more spiritual aspects of it and the more, uh, and how to connect more with it. And um, just day by day, she's learning more and more, which is really, really interesting. And it's so good to see. Um, from someone who I personally years ago would never have believed could do this, but she's just got it straight away and it's just amazing. All right. Awesome. Let's, let's give it a listen, everybody. This is Brenda's interview with uh, her sister-in-law, right, Brent? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. With her sister-in-law. Hi, Linda. Hi, Brenda. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, love. Um, thanks for joining us today on the Webster Phenomena. Oh, you're very welcome, Brenda. Uh, just new on this, but uh, very, very interesting. Interested to learn more, yes. Okay, I just I just wanted to give people a bit of a, um, an understanding of our background. Um, Alinda's actually my, is the sister of my deceased husband, and uh, we lost contact for a very long time and just have recently reconnected. So as recently as um, this May that just passed. And so we spend our weekends together and we chat. And um, so catching up over this time, um, I've told Linda about the Webster phenomena and I've showed her pictures and uh, and uh, explained a few things to her. And um, Linda seems, to, seems very interested. Um, so... When I show you the pictures and that, Linda, do you actually see what I'm like, what I'm talking about, and what the Webster phenomena is about? Oh yes, I do. I um, I actually um, look up at clouds. I've always been interested in in clouds and um, uh, other beings, but I, when I look in the clouds now, I uh, can see um, very very clearly um, faces. 
uh, and uh, now up to the stage where I can see faces and bodies, especially uh, I've got a, a lot of friends in Scotland and I see them more clearly and they're in, in colour rather than in the photos that I see on, in black and white. In, in Scotland, they seem to be um, more clearer, um, more, um, yes, yeah, just more clearer. And, and you know definitely that, that it's not just a cloud as faces and, and, and a lot of other little faces and uh, bodies around them, yes. So, so you actually you get what we're talking about when we talk about these these beings up in the sky. I know because you're only new, it's a little bit complicated for you, but you, uh, yeah. but you you can you can attest to the fact that you see these beings' faces oh, and. and faces. Okay, um, I, I was even actually after when um, Brenda just showed me one black and white photo. I actually. Um, faces straight away. Mainly the first thing I really saw very, very clearly was eyes. And so I kept looking every day at it and, and, and as you go along you do see more and then I, I do see a lot of, there's one real picture that I've um, um, Brenda's posted which is a very large picture of a a face, but there's also a lot of little faces and, and people around it, so they got me more interested. So it's actually funny you say because I remember when I first talked to you, I actually didn't mention looking for the eyes. You found that out yourself, which was yeah, really, yes. was really good. Um, that's how I knew you got it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's right. No, I, the, the, the thing I find, and I still find an anatomy shot. I don't see straight away. Uh, I mean, I have another look at it, of course. It's always the eyes to me, um, and, and I'm only a novice at it, it's definitely the eyes. But as time has gone past, I'm now seeing um, more like what I would say bodies. Yeah. Bodies are long bodies and, and, and smaller faces. So that's what I'm seeing now, yes. So, um, do you feel that as that's as the time is going past, that you're sort of getting more of a connection with what you're oh, seeing? Yes. So, do oh, you feel? Yes, but, but, uh, um, yes. I'm even driving my car, and um, you know, wish you shouldn't be driving and looking up at the sky. But yes, I see faces. <laughs> We're good for I that. See, <laughs> I, see, yeah, I know. I see very strong faces. Um, so I'm um, seeing more clearly, um, especially, funny enough, the, the Scottish ones are uh, really very, very strong, very strong faces. Yeah, I've see, uh, seen them in some of the pictures you sent me, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you were telling me... It's very interesting, really, yeah. because there's something, I, um, and it's not clouds, I promise you it's not clouds, there is something, um, something there, um, but as, as I've said before, I'm just a novice at it, so it's very interesting to, to me to follow up on it because there's, there's something up there and it's not clouds. So you know it's something else? Oh, there's something. 
everything else is yeah. uh, 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 as soon if you rather than uh, sort of Brenda looked at the the ground and concentrated so much if you looked up you would see it yourself because I actually see it myself but I did when Brenda showed me the first photo I immediately she saw eyes so I was on eyes for about a couple of weeks and then you start to see the nose and the mouth you really do it's very very um, interesting to me so now now that you see this um, oh, it's probably a silly question but do you view uh, the sky the same way as you used to many years ago anymore I see difference I, um, so you, you're not viewing it as look, just
her faith to a point where she's comfortable. She's learning about herself. She's learning about, you know, who she is along with who or what creation is. And she's really starting to feel whole because of it. And this is that, I think that's, that's the amazement within her. She's so comfortable with it and it comes so easy to her and she just is, is grasping it really, really well. And it's, and it's making her happy and comfortable and this is the, that's what I find totally amazing is she just ducked toward it just straight away. She, she just got it immediately. Yeah, she had this. So, you know, that really lends, that really lends to the fact that what I've been saying for a while is that people are going around, like uh, Linda said, and just looking straight ahead. But still, when you're looking straight ahead, you are seeing these beings. You're seeing them everywhere. You're especially seeing them in your, in your uh, peripheral vision or your, your general overall vision. You're seeing these beings. Everybody is. And it, when you're seeing a bunch of serpents and reptiles and whatnot, what we would call monsters or demons – that's what humans have labeled this look, which is completely prejudiced, uh, then you tend to get a little uncomfortable in life. And it, it's, it lends to the stress of the world. And this knowledge is relieving. It's relieving. It, it lets somebody's mind release that pressure like, oh, finally we put these two things together, man, that damn you know, society block of this knowledge, it's now being released. So I just really think, and that's just a great interview, Brenda. Thank you so much. And thank you, Linda, for uh, taking your time out and doing that. Oh, she was keen to do it. She was just so happy to to be able to do it and and just tell people how she how she feels about it. And um, she's never done anything like that before. But she she was really really comfortable with it and really really enjoyed doing it and a big thanks from her that's what she said. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll give her a big hug from all of us and uh, you know thank you, Linda. Um, we're gonna move on to Kim's interview next, but first I want to give you a few little Halloween fun facts if you guys don't mind. Oh, more fun. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. Yeah. So check this right. out. Because because the movie Halloween, remember the 1978 Halloween, was on such a tight budget, they had to use the cheapest mask they could find. Go figure. That's where they decided to save money was on the mask. <laughs> so, so, you know, for Michael Myers, you know, the, the mask turned out to be the, the base mask that they used to start with turned out to be a, a William Shatner Star Trek mask. Can you believe well, that? That's a scary thought now. <laughs> right? That is. I mean, Shatner's kind of, you know, he's a little creepy as it is. It's like, didn't, didn't he go somewhere? I mean, what, what are you still doing here, Will? Um, okay, so uh, apparently Shatner uh, initially didn't know, but uh, when he found out years later, of course, he was honored. I would be. I mean, that's just pretty cool. 
Hey, I'm Michael Myers' face. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, here's another one. The first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from, I'll give you guys a guess. Kim, give me a guess. Turn what were the first? Turn I hate you, Kim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's not true. I take that back. Um, and that, and good answer. That was right. <laughs> okay, Kim apparently has the same list, so we won't be going to Kim. We won't be going to Kim because we Google Halloween fun facts, and we both picked the first thing. So are okay, we. Did ever, check this out. Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. And it's actually before Christmas. So how does that work? I don't know. All right. Um, Kim. Kim interviewed uh, one of your coworkers, right? I did. All right. So um, why don't you give us a little insight on uh, this interview? And uh, then we'll go ahead and play it. Okay, um, well, I, I did it on Friday, and we had a really busy day, and I kept telling her, don't let us forget to do this. Don't let us forget to do this, because it was just like people were coming in and out, and we had a lot of work to do, and it was just kind of stupid. So we, we just took a few minutes just to, to do it, and uh, it's uh, actually about her little guy. She came up to me the other day, and she said that she was looking on her phone, uh, flipping through Facebook, and, of course, she's seen my pictures on there. So Her she, little guy, Kim. Her little guy, meaning her short boyfriend? <laughs> she wishes she had one. <laughs> but anyway, no. her, little guy, <laughs> her little guy, meaning her little boy, Aiden, he's uh, going to be turning her eight. Yeah, her son's okay. going to be turning okay. uh, eight in a couple weeks. And, uh, I just want to clarify that. Okay. And she uh, just happened to show him, she goes, do you see anything in here? And, uh, well, he just... What what amazed me was it was like it was a a picture when she showed me which picture he was looking at. I had a it was actually quite a a large um, being in there like a face, and but he didn't pick that one at all. He picked all the tiny little ones in that picture, which totally they were more subtle. And I was actually surprised he didn't see the one that just stood out, but he's seen all the little ones in there. So I was quite impressed on that. Huh, and that's interesting that Linda, uh, Brenda's interview, also mentioned that a few times about all the supporting faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is. It's very that's, – that's awesome because you know the person is connecting when they're start, <laughs> starting to talk about that. Yes, and I'd love to do yeah. a video with him someday just to um, – for him to just show me and talk about pictures and see what he actually sees in there and just video him – you know, pointing out what he sees because his mom actually sent right. me uh, a pictures of it and she circles what he sees. And it's actually kind of cute. So I'd like oh, him beautiful. to be in it. <laughs> He's a cute kid. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is, the documentary should have a section with kids. Oh, for sure. And yeah, and just totally. So, um, you know, my uh, interview also lends to this interview. So that's awesome. Um, so are we ready to roll? You betcha. All right, let's roll Kim's interview right here. Hi, this is Kim doing an interview for Patrick on the Webster Phenomena. I have my coworker with me, Natasha. 
we uh, she always sees me uh, taking pictures outside uh, of the clouds and stuff like that and uh, I take uh, lots of pictures and put them on Facebook if anybody knows me and my friends on Facebook sees that I am plastered with with my photos on there so what she told me the other day is that her little guy she ha had my pictures and she was looking through them and she asked her little guy Aiden who is only going to be eight years old in a couple of weeks um, to see if he's seen anything. She never coached him or anything, but she uh, just kind of showed him my pictures and said, uh, do you see anything? So what did he really tell, like, what did Aiden tell you when you showed him my pictures? Well, first I asked him, Aiden, do you see anything in this picture? And he goes, yeah, Mom, I see faces. So I asked him where to point it out, and he pointed out exactly where I was. There's an eye, two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. Yeah, so he's pretty good at that. And you see them too, do you not? All the time. All the time. <laughs> Did I get you hooked on this? And looking up there, every time you look out the window and you see something, go, oh, there's the faces, the dragons. The They're watching me. <laughs> but it's not a scary thing, right? No. No, of course not. It's just something that we see all the time and lots of people don't realize what's out there. Uh, the more you look, the more you see. Okay, so maybe sometimes we can get Aiden to say a few words. We'll get him to maybe do a video and we'll post it on Facebook or something and see what he sees. Do you I think he'd like that? <laughs> he'd probably like that. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the interview. See you. Short and sweet. <laughs> Very good. Solatra's <laughs> chair, or did he start eating espresso beans? Oh, I don't know. He's gone. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> well, you know. Just leave, you know leave us to chat, the funny right? thing is, the funny thing is, is that I thought I was on the air, and I said, hey, Kim, that was awesome, short and sweet. And then you started laughing and said short and sweet, and I thought I was still on the air. I no. thought I was on the air because you heard me because you said what I said. All right, where's the bug? Where's the bug? Spooky. That pile yeah, of wool over in the corner. Yeah, that's here. Let me get that with my BB gun. Guys, maybe it looks like Bam. a spider. Bam. Oh, I see Don is online. Is, is Don on? Because I see his lights on, on on Facebook here. Don is not on. He's not on. Oh, Don okay. is not on. We're waiting for him, but he's not. Okay. He hasn't showed up yet. All right, because I see he's on uh, Facebook. <laughs> okay, well, I, so do I, but he's not on our show. His number's not there. No. So well, we, we, can't pull, we can't move him from Facebook to here. He has to no. do that. Okay. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so, uh, oh, wait. Oh, man, that's my cat. Oh, sorry, man. Jeez. Uh, that, no, I moved my chair back and his tail and all that stuff. Oh, anyway, I know. So um, I wanted to tell you guys a story. Uh, it, it's the Roanoke story, if you've heard. But I'm going to wait until after the break for that. I'm going to read a couple more of these um, these fun facts for you. Okay. And then we're going to play uh, my interview. So uh, – so did you go, did you know that the word witch 
comes from the Old English Wicca, meaning wise woman. In fact, Wiccan were highly respected people at one time. According to popular belief, witches held one of their two main meetings on Sabbath on Halloween night, or, or, or Sabbath on Halloween night. Ooh, witches, mm-hmm. Wicca. Duh. Okay, good. here's another one. <laughs> Does anybody know what the fear of Halloween is called? Shemainophobia yeah, or something? Yeah, I can't pronounce that Shemainophobia. Oh, something like that. Sam Hain-a-phobia. Sam Hain. Don't say it It's funny because... It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah, no, but with the uh, pronunciation... Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice. I've... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just depends because sometimes when you look up the pronunciation, there's uh, different uh, variations on how it's actually pronounced. Right. The Old English... I, I looked up the Celtic... The... Yeah, I've looked up the Old English and it's... They, yeah. Celtic, when they wrote it, yeah, it was S O W. Yeah. Okay, so check this different. out. Check this out. Here's another fun fact. Um, Kim, you can just throw away your paper of fun facts because <laughs> I'm going to read them all. 50% of kids prefer to receive chocolate candy for Halloween compared with 24% who prefer non chocolate candy. And 10% who prefer gum. <laughs> okay, Kim, you want to read the next one? Let's see if you got the same list. Read the next one. What's number seven? <clears throat> Actually, I don't have them numbered. <clears throat> you must have been on a different website, but we got pretty much the same thing here. All right, you got one about an owl? You yes, I do. about an owl? I do. All right, read it. Read I do. It. Okay, owls are associated with Halloween because in medieval Europe, owls were thought to be witches. To hear an owl's call meant someone oh, was, meant about, someone to was about to die. Someone was about to die. And you know what? Go ahead. What? You know what was really freaky today? I was looking for directions on Google Maps. And I put Google Map, and then you know how it drops down with all these different things, and then it had dead bodies at the end, and I'm like, okay, is this just like a Halloween thing? But honestly, if you go into Google Maps, dead bodies, it shows from the air of where there was people that were either killed or murdered. Isn't that just creepy? <laughs> what were you Googling dead bodies for? <laughs> I wasn't. I was Googling hide. <laughs> getting a map. skeletons in her closet. I'm sure of it. And then then the next thing on Google Maps, it was all like, there's no turning back now. (laughs) And you're like, well, how am I supposed to get there if I can't turn? Exactly. Mister. Mister. (laughs) Come on, mister. All right. um, Hello, Poppy. Man, he's loud. He's, hey, back up from the mic there, bro. Let's try that again. Take two. That's better. A little farther back from the mic. A little bit. Yeah, let's try just a little bit. Just way, way out there. There you go. That's better. You can stay right over there. Um, so we're going to play this next interview. 
this is uh, uh, an interview that I did with a coworker, and uh, his name is Damon, and he has a uh, he has four kids, and one of his sons really took to this, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. He's a forty-year-old regular guy, never heard anything about this before, even didn't really realize that there is quote-unquote chemtrails, didn't really realize the lines in the sky, but yet he did. He said he's seen them for years, just figured they were normal. Um, you know, we're starting to hit that age range where people have been alive long enough and coherent enough, and the, the, uh, the I, I'm sorry, what I meant was that the chemtrails have been around long enough for the people who haven't been alive that long to where it's just normal. So we're going to start losing the people that it that doesn't even matter. They're just like, what are you talking about? There's lines in the sky. That's the way Earth's sky is anyway, right? They don't know any different. So it's really weird how we're kind of uh, working against the clock on this one to be able to get that wow factor out of this. Um, and the fact that, you know, something's going on in the sky and, and so many people are just so uh, complacent about it. But anyway, this is the interview with Damon, and uh, so so kick back, chill, and um, listen to a couple guys at work who, uh, well, well, of course we were on break. Yeah, boss. Uh, yeah, we were we were on break during this. Uh, this was not on your time, boss. This this was on break. So uh, this is uh, me and Damon talking about the Webster phenomena and his son. All right, uh, we're here with. A friend of mine, his name's Damon, and I've known Damon for uh, about six months now, and I've shown Damon uh, the Webster phenomena in, in quite a bit of depth, and he's had the opportunity to to be around me a lot uh, in this last six months, and be able to pick up a lot about the Webster phenomena. So, um, just want to say, how's it going, Damon? How you doing today? Doing good. All right. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about the Webster phenomena and just, you know, how you take it into yourself and how you understand it. Um, first off, I'm going to, I'm going to just ask, a general question, do you understand what the Webster phenomena is? I, I do, yeah. Um, it, basically, it seems uh, that we're definitely not alone. There's something out there coming uh, as far as revelation, um, you know, I don't know. Patrick's taught me a lot of a lot of things, and I'm kind of seeing it. So it's, it's I'm uh, I'm liking what I what I see and what I hear. Okay, so you're agreeing. Basically, let's let's let me ask you this question: If this were in a court of law, have I proven it to you enough for you to testify for in favor of that the Webster phenomenon does exist? I see a lot of evidence pointing towards yes. Yes. All right. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I I just want to say that I'm not coercing Damon. I, he knows that I want him to answer uh, truthfully and uh, you know exactly what how he feels, and I will broadcast whatever he 
he uh, okays, and it's not about me okaying, it's about Damon okaying it. So um, that said, uh, now uh, tell me uh, what you're actually seeing and where you're seeing it. So uh, I'm seeing in the clouds, um, I've seen beings, um, uh, kind of reptilian, serpent-like uh, ships that they're they're coming in on. They're you know peering out, looking down at us. Um, I, I've seen a, a lot of that uh, on my own, and I've seen it. Uh, you know, Patrick pointing things out. Um, that's uh, that's about what I'm I'm seeing. Okay, so uh, it's it goes right in line with what I've been publishing. Um, what I'm trying to do here is establish that there there is uh, that this is not what humans have placed in our uh, psyche before this era, and that is the words like pareidolia and other labels that have been brought up to explain what this phenomena is, uh, that this is not a disease inside the mind or any camera trick. This is actually being seen by the naked eye, and it's, it's agreed upon between more than two people uh, that this is happening and exactly what it is, that it's reptilian beings and that there's ships in the sky and that the the thing is is that they're just not metallic. So um, let me ask you about uh, now your uh, Damon has has children and uh, I've I've had the opportunity to be around um, his kids and, and they're awesome kids and they're very bright and they, they pick up a lot and it just, you know uh, kids just normally do. Um, Damon's kids are very bright and intelligent and uh, he Damon has a, an eight-year-old uh, son who was uh, around me in an opportune time to be able to talk about the Webster phenomenon. Now, can you just explain a little bit about what uh, um, Egan sees and how he uh, uh, how he came about this about uh, being part of the Webster phenomena? So he, it, like Patrick said, we um, had an opportunity to all be together um, and. Patrick said, "Hey, you know, come come check this out," and uh, pointed out a couple things out in the sky, and 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 he saw them. And since then, uh, it's been nonstop. Like we'll we'll be driving around, and and he'll point things out. And he's like, "Papa, look, look, there's a there's a dragon up there. You know, there's a, there's a serpent. Like he'll he'll see things. He'll see it, and point them out to me. Um, he, it seems like he's very in tune to to what's going on up there. So." That's awesome. Um, I, I want to ask you, do you feel that this is a detriment to his intelligence or do you, you know, because some people might, some parents might feel that this is down the wrong line of thinking and it takes him away from his schooling and it might close his mind instead of open it or it might have religious connotations. Um, how do you feel about that as a parent? 
about uh, allowing your children to um, to understand the Webster phenomena? No, I, I think it's great. Um, like like Patrick said, my kids are actually really bright, um, and if anything, it would you know enhance them, uh, so to speak. Uh, doesn't it's not going to close them off to anything. I don't think that they'd you know be made fun of or anything. That it's 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 something that's uh, that they see and that uh, you know he, he picks up on. So well. Uh, I I believe that a lot of this, the thing about this phenomena is that there's continuity in it. It's not a theory. It is a perspective. And it's something that, actu that is actually happening. And that's the first thing I had to prove was with consistency, this is actually happening. Uh, so it's not like handing some fairy tale to a kid and saying, "Here, go tell all of your friends that that there's the the boogeyman in your closet." Um, this is real and something that a, a kid can go to school and go, "Hey, look up there! Look, there's a dragon!" And then just kind of continue with their day as kids do. Right. Exactly. I mean, um, kids are gonna play with each other they're going to be you know their their friends he's going to share it with them and if they they see it or not it, it just depends on on the kid i mean it's same with with us adults you know you either close-minded or you're or you're not so that is the truth that is the truth uh so um, I'm going to wrap up this interview right now and, and not take any more of Damon's time. But Damon, I appreciate you, um, it, you know, standing up for, you know, basically for humanity and speaking up for the the people that are that are ignoring all this and, you know, uh, that you're willing to open your, your kid's mind. And I can only imagine that your son and the rest of your kids, once that really gravitates to them, uh, that how it's going to expand their mind in their life and really create. Uh, I, I believe that your eight-year-old's life has now changed for the better yeah. uh, because he's going to be much more intelligent, much more willing to accept new knowledge, which is the key to all this, is accepting new knowledge. I agree with that. Yep. All right. Thank you, Damon. Um, have a great day, and uh, uh, thank you for the interview. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the Webster Phenomena. You can go to the, the WebsterPhenomena.com for more information, and we will be back with the show on the other side of this.
that the interviews are probably the best media out of all the pictures and all the videos I've done and all the pictures that all of us have posted. I think that the interviews are the best media out there so far. So once this is, this is in the can and that uh, it is all the audio has processed, that we share this all over the place because this show needs to have our top listens. So it's actually going to have four listens. Four listens, people. (laughs) (laughs) I totally love Uh, that. Yeah. Um, We get quite a few listens, folks. Um, You'd be surprised. My website alone, uh, last time I checked, it was was, um, over 10,000 looks a month that my website gets. So that's a lot of people have are looking at this all the time. Um, all right. Well, let's move on uh, with our Halloween show. I'm going to give you a couple more fun facts that Kim can't read, but I can. Uh, they are this. According to Irish legend, everybody, can you believe this? Jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack. No. <laughs> Who, listen to this, because who because he tricked the devil, the devil, the evil, several times, was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. Now that would be, that would suck. Talk about nowhere to go. Um, he was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. So there's, there you go, the jack-o'-lantern. So don't follow the jack-o'-lantern is, the, I think, the moral to that story. Okay, um, <laughs> what is the, uh, not Kim, but what is the largest pumpkin ever measured? Uh, and it was grown by Norm Craven. Man, that's just a creepy name as it is. Uh, who broke the world record in 1993 with how big of a pumpkin? Don't look at your fa- uh, your facts, Kim, but you can guess. <laughs> she already I, don't even, I don't have one, so that one. So. You already have Gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> Humongous. Okay, come on, Bryn. Give me, a, give me a number. What do you think? How many pounds? Um, no kilos. We're talking pounds. Oh, okay. I don't work in pounds. Sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a child of the revolution here. What's a kilo? Three pounds? Uh, 2.5. Yeah, 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 just under. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if we say say 500, but I think it's bigger than 500. 836 pounds. 836 (laughs) pounds. I mean, this sucker's like, you know, don't get, don't get that thing rolling. Whatever you do, don't get that thing rolling. Well, they bring um, it out okay. near Chernobyl or somewhere, did they? <laughs> right. That would be fun to carve. That would be awesome. Oh, right. Like, you would need a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, how awesome! It'd be like, you know, who who was the the fairy uh, tale character that lived in a shoe? Oh, Father Hubbard. 
Old Mother Hubbard lived in a shoe, right? Yeah. That's right, right? Kim, can we have a yeah. second on that? Yeah. I don't know. Old Mother Hubbard <laughs> lived in a shoe, had so many kids, she yeah. didn't know what to do. Was yeah, that's it. That's she, it. She could live in a pumpkin that's and see him forever. <laughs> yeah, stupid. <laughs> oh, she wasn't bacon, was she? Yeah, let's just nice. this, this big ass shoe over here, not even worrying about where the fuck it came from. <laughs> yeah, let's just take this shoe. Ah, yeah, it's okay. Um, so Brenda has some Edgar Casey stuff. Uh, Kim. Did you uh, did you ever find that ghost story we talked about? Ghost story? Yeah, we no. t- we were talking about ghost stories and we, okay, I was just checking. Um, okay, Brent, can can you? <laughs> First it's pun and five, then it's a ghost story. You're mixing me up. <laughs> are you gonna give the? Are you gonna do a pumpkin pie uh, recipe? No. But I'll give you a Halloween superstition. Um, Do it. Okay. Scottish girls believe that uh, they could see the images of their future husband if they hung wet sheets in front of the fire on Halloween. Yeah, and the other one to that is um, supposedly if you stare into a mirror. While walking down the stairs at midnight on Halloween, yes. Yes, so if you yeah, if you stare into a mirror on Halloween at midnight, yep, you see your future husband or wife. You're just staring back right at you. <laughs> oh, I was, now, what I heard was that if you stare into a mirror on Halloween, then at midnight you will see a witch. Oh, no, I have. No, that's I have if you different... walk backwards with your clothes inside out. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the one. No, that's the one. No, that's the one where you're trying to make everybody look stupid. <laughs> that's the prank. That's the prank one. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen so, to this. So, listen to this. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so so why does everyone wear masks on Halloween? Uh, why? Keep the spirits To disguise themselves from the dead so the dead don't recognize them from the living. Exactly. That was exactly how that all started. That is the truth. Um, did you guys know that souling, S-O-U-L-I-N-G, is a medieval Christian precursor to the modern-day trick-or-treating? On Hallowmas, November 1st, the poor would go door-to-door offering prayers for the dead in exchange for soul cakes. Oh, them soul cakes are so good. I picked one up from Starbucks earlier. It was pretty oh, pretty tasty. It was pretty tasty. I'm pretty sure there's none left on Earth because there is there any soul left on Earth? There ain't no soul on Earth, baby. Man. Okay, well, I guess Don didn't, didn't hook up with us tonight. I thought he was going to. Um, I actually see Lorraine's number here. Which is pretty interesting. Hey, Lorraine. Oh wow. Back. Hey, Lorraine. Long time Hello. no no see. <laughs> we're back. Yeah. No here in your number. <laughs> we're back. <clears throat> but um, okay, so Pete. Brenda. One more. One more. Okay, go go. So, what is the significance of seeing a spider on Halloween? Um. 
what is that significance? I forgot. <laughs> it is. It's it's thought to be the spirit of a loved one watching over the person who finds the spider. And seeing the spider on Halloween is considered to be lucky. And if it's a black widow and it stings you? Well, <laughs> you're, you're beginning the next life, so it depends how you view it from what perspective. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden you're, you hear this. Goblin. Your perspective will change. Trust from me. Last Halloween. Awaken the spirit with your Marie. That's just a good oldie from from Disneyland. If you like, if you know Disneyland and you, you, you know, many people from California grew up or, or with that, just know exactly what that is. So that was for all of you. Okay, uh, Bren. Yeah. You want to bring some Edgar Casey stuff right now? Okay, so do you want me to start at the beginning, or would you want to find me questions, or what would you like me to do? Oh, I think maybe start halfway through, then go to the end, back to the beginning, okay, go back no to worries. the end again, middle. Just to mix yeah, everyone yeah. up? Okay, no worries. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> no, just bring what you think is what we have 30 minutes left for the show. Yep. So we have plenty of time for this. So you can bring what you think that people, you know, what's what's really interesting, and pretty much everything that Edgar Casey did. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, he's he's a very um, interesting person in history, and so early in our history, you know, before sort of what we call the new age um, idea or yeah. mentality. So um, I'll give you this that I, I've I've got written down here. So. First, Basically, I'd like Edgar- to say this. First, I'd like to say this. Can we just everybody write in, everybody in the U.S. who's going to vote, do a write-in vote and write Edgar Casey? Okay. <laughs> bring him everybody back. Everybody write in. Ed- yeah, bring him back. Okay, go ahead, Brett. Okay, so uh, Edgar Casey was born in March uh, 1877. So he's a man before his time, and he died in January 1945. Uh, Edgar Casey was an American who, pro- who claimed to be a psychic with the ability to channel answers to questions on various topics while in a self-induced trance. Now, this man also, um, besides claiming to be a psychic, he had a lot of other talents um, that many people tried to take advantage of over the time. Uh, Many believe that he was the founder um, during the emergence, the emergence of what we call the New Age movement now and influenced his, its teachings in a huge way. With uh, Case's powerful abilities and personal spiritual practices, he went on to explain his understanding of reincarnation and the Akashic Records and he taught that um, ancient repositories of knowledge would be discovered as people reached the appropriate level of consciousness. Now, three of the repositories that he mentioned are Egypt, an area called Bimini, which is Atlantis, and the Yucatan. Uh, Case became very well known during his time, and the publicity given to his prophecies actually overshadowed what Case himself considered to be the most important parts of his work, which were his uh, psychic medical diagnoses and recommendations 
and his and spiritual development. So these were the things he really wanted to focus on. However, he kept getting taken away from those things by people wanting predictions and wanting um, other types of readings. And, I mean, people were taking advantage of him to the point of wanting to know, you know, if there was treasure buried here and other things over there. And that sort of took away from what he really wanted to do. Uh, Case coined the term Earth Changes, a reference to a series of cataclysmic events that he prophesied would take place. He read grids and did his best to pinpoint end times and the events of these times. Case also once said that no one can accurately predict future events as human free will can alter and change the future and time is a variable. Many of Case's predictions to date about pole shifts and earthly cataclysms and the Earth's shifting axis and the rising of Atlantis from the sea haven't as yet eventuated. However, many of uh, Case's other predictions regarding the events um, that were to happen on this planet have been extremely and frighteningly accurate. Case predicted the beginning of both the First and Second World Wars and the lifting of the Depression in 1933. Uh, another one of his predictions was in October 1935, Case spoke of the coming Holocaust in Europe, um, saying that the uh, Austrians and the Germans, and then later on the Japanese, would take sides. In uh, the 1920s, uh, he warned of a coming racial strife in the United States, and he also, in 1939, predicted the deaths of two presidents, one being Franklin D. Roosevelt and the other being uh, John F. Kennedy um, in 1963 when apparently racial tensions there in the States were, were really quite high. Um, there are two major predictions that Case did make about the future of China and the Soviet Union, and these are actually really interesting, um, being known as the communist giants that they are. In uh, 1944, uh, he prophesied that China would one day be the cradle of Christianity as applied in the lives of men. Now, anyone who knows what's going on in China at the moment, um, no one in China can openly practice Christianity. It is actually banned by the government and it is seen to be, because the Chinese government doesn't want to... uh, they don't believe in a in a sort of a monotheistic god that's actually more powerful than any of their leaders. Now there are harsh punishments. There's jail. There's what they call um, reprogramming institutions. There are beatings. There are all sorts of things that have, uh, happen to people in China today for act- actually openly practicing Christianity. And the other one that copped the same thing is those that practice Buddhism. Now, interestingly, I was actually watching a show the other day about the underground movement of um, Christian people in China. And because in China, you're not allowed to um, have what they call public meetings of more than three people um, because it's seen to be a conspiracy against government. So what happens is, you know, you, they anybody who's a Christian has to be very careful about who knows what they practice because if they go to someone's house to have a 
a religious meeting, these people can, you know, police will knock on their door, people will report them, they'll be arrested, they'll sent, be sent to these, uh, what, like they're reprogramming camps that they send these people to. But this program I was watching the other night was actually saying that the underground movement of Christianity in China is actually at a strength of 1.2 billion people in China that are following Christianity. So this is under the under the uh, you know under where the where the government don't see them. So this is the underground movement. So it's creating a groundswell in China, and is becoming stronger. However, at the moment the Chinese government's still trying to squash them. Um, the other prediction um, was about Russia. And the thing that uh, Case said about Russia, he said that um, through Russia, he said, comes the hope of the world. Not in respect that it comes termed, uh, it, it, it's sometimes termed um, communism or Bolshevism, they call it. No, but actually freedom. For each, where each man will live for his fellow man, the principle will be born there. It will take years for it to be crystallised, yet out of Russia will come again the hope of the world. Russia, he said, would be guided by the friendship of the United States um, because its previous attempt to rule not only the economy but the mental and spiritual life of its people was always doomed to failure. Um, when asked in June 1943 whether it was feasible to work towards an international currency or a stabilisation of international exchange levels when the, um, when the war had ended, Case replied that it would be a very, very long time before this could actually happen and indeed he foresaw that there may be another war that would um, happen before these conditions could actually happen. So you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about this RV and, um, you know, currency reset. So this is actually a very interesting thing. He said that there's the possibility of something happening before that could happen. Now, it's interesting to note that, oh. um, yeah, Case's predictions um, about the strife that would be in this world at, at, at the time of the new, when the new cycle would begin, Um um, so on the possibility of seeing a third world war, he specifically spoke of, now these are some areas in the world that he would see strife um, happening before the change. So he said, and this one is a little bit, um, I'm still looking into this one. So it says, strifes arising near the Davis Straits or Baffin Bay, and that's actually an area between Western Greenland and Canada's Baffin Island. The only thing I can mm -hmm. see there is there's no actual tensions there at the moment. However, it is a huge area for um, oil and gas resources. It actually holds about 13% uh, of the possibility of, world, of resources for the world. So at any time, that could mm -hmm. come under um, some sort of, um, you know, takeover or try to get a hold of because of resources. Um, oh, yeah. That's already yeah. happening. Yeah, so, yep. and, and, and I mean, Russia's got a big um, influence on that as well because they're trying to amass resources as well as China. Um, when you actually look at the size of Russia compared to China, Russia's four times the size oh, yeah. of China. However, the population is not. 
So um, right. the next area he happened to mention was um, in Libya. Now, in the 1980s, we had all that uh, trouble with uh, Colonel Gaddafi and a lot of uh, sabre-rattling with Saddam Hussein and all the rest of them. And ever since then, there's just been that, after Colonel Gaddafi was actually killed, there's been a lot of un- ongoing uh, civil unrest. So the people have never quite settled down. However, there's been no sort of major flare-ups, but there's obviously there's a big... Um, eye on things there at the moment with all the other things going on in the Middle East and in Syria. The next point of notice that he uh, made was about Egypt. Now, um, a couple of years back in 19, in, sorry, in 2012, there was actually a coup against the government there and, um, and the new government in, implemented a new constitution and there's been little bits of civil unrest since then and the biggest um, thing that's being watched at the moment again because it's the Middle East is with ISIS and terrorist groups trying to infiltrate government or to um, uh, make an influence there or an indent in that country's political system and the other place they did mention, uh, case mentioned was um, in Ankara, and Ankara's in Turkey. And now we saw earlier this year, back in July, that there was a coup attempt there um, by part of the Turkish uh, army against the civilian government. So that was an interesting one that popped up. And, of course, he did mention Syria. So we're looking at that now. You know, every day on the news we see what's going on there. Um, and that was one of the big mentions that he had and another one that he had and this is all at the same time so through and and he this is how he described it through and around the areas above Australia so now this area generally um, is around um, which is called the South China Sea area and at the moment there's a lot of um, push and shove going on between China and the US um, armies and navies because the Chinese are actually establishing themselves and making, um, we call it growing islands if you like. They're actually using coral atolls and they're pouring in sand and making up islands and they're actually setting up um, naval stations and missile sites on these particular islands. And this is all happening... Uh, yeah, they are, and it, this has actually been going on for a few years, but it's only come sort of front on into the news in the last six months. And this, these areas that the sea sort of borders is it's parts of China, Taiwan, Vietnam, the Philippines, Malaysia, and Brunei. Now, typically, this is an area where um, the U.S. Navy has got a stronghold because this is a main thoroughfare for not only military shipment but also um, general shipping lanes and stuff like that between, um, you know, Asia and uh, trading partners in Australia and also in the U.S. So, but also, you know, the uh, U.S. Navy used to have their military bases in the Philippines and in Malaysia and those areas as well. And now with this huge increase um, in the Chinese presence there, it's and, and the Chinese have actually just outright said, we own this water. This is actually international waters. And the Chinese have just put down a claim and said, no, it belongs to us now. And they've just started doing this building, which is really, really, um, we'll say, pissed off certain military. 
the other ocean that's actually leads on from this is in the Indian Ocean. So this is all being said by Edgar Case back, you know, back way back. And um, right. the Indian Ocean as well is also another area that the Chinese are increasing their military presence and having more aggressive operations. So whenever Western um, governments' military actually tries to enter these areas, they are actually warned by Chinese military to get out of what they can, what they believe to be their sovereign territory. Um, and the other one that they mention is the Persian Gulf. So back, obviously, a few years ago, we had the um, the trouble in the in the Persian Gulf um, when um, Iran invaded Iraq and uh, caused a conflict there, which the coalition forces were involved in. So as you can see, there's there are so many things happening in the world right now that are actually relating very strongly to what case has predicted over the years. So this means it's actually time for us to really sit up and take notice and to, to be aware and awake and um, to know that, well, this is what case said would be at towards the end times before a new cycle began. Yep. So just, <clears throat> Just so a lot of people. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. Go. I was going to say a lot of people took that as the that that was the change of millennia. That was the two that year two thousand, but that that wasn't exactly so. In fact, the the Mayans told us when the end of the cycle was, and that was twenty twelve. Right now we're seeing the cycle spin out. Hmm. Um, now. Uh, a couple interesting things uh, about what you said. Well, the whole thing was in, in, intensely interesting, but uh, um, he did mention something about the the Sphinx. Uh, did you run across anything about the Sphinx? Uh, n- not particularly, but as I understand it, because he said that the three... Um, areas of knowledge that would become to be known would be in Egypt and Atlantis and in the Yucatan. Um, I didn't sort of go more into it. However, from what I know, he said that's where the repositories of knowledge would be. So that would be indicating that there is something in the area of the Sphinx, which is... Yes. That is absolutely correct. Um, I have heard that it was in the neck of the Sphinx and that it's some kind of a globe that is, that is seated in the neck of the Sphinx and that the head was made to, to fall off at the change of the millennia and that Egypt had repaired the head that was ap- uh, actually ready to fall off and that Egypt had repaired it for whatever reason. So, uh, because that was one of their tourist things. And if that head fell off, boy, that would be tragic. So, um, but I also have uh, other type of intel that is not from uh, this realm that that is true that the, that, that information and that knowledge um, called the hall of records 
does exist uh, near the Sphinx, and I actually have a have a information on where that actually is. Uh, will that ever be used? I don't, I couldn't tell you at this point. Um, we haven't been swept away by by any government yet. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know they're they're honing in on on where that is anyway. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it's it, the same it, too. It, it, I have, um, <clears throat> yeah, I have my own personal understanding of where those records are located, and that's something. You know, even like you get to Egypt and you want to see it. However, they don't give people that kind of access to. Um, no, you'll never go, see that. <laughs> no, to, to go freely wandering. And it's very interesting, actually, because back at the, you know, back in the early century, the Sphinx actually had to be dug out of the sands right. of Egypt because it was buried literally right. up to its head. they thought it was just a head. Yeah, yeah, they just thought it was a head sticking out the sand. And then as, as they, they actually had to excavate it all, but it had deliberately been hidden because they had yes. to remove a lot of um, actual stone blocks. And those stone blocks that they removed from around the body of the Sphinx actually now make up the walls that surround the Sphinx. So they were actually removed from around it to clear it to actually, you know, for people to see it as it is now. But they actually make up the wall that goes around it now. And they've dug out more of the Sphinx, uh, even beyond its paws, and found that that it even extends down farther and that you can see the Neems. Uh, extends down below the Sphinx. So we do know what the Sphinx actually is. We here, our research has led us to know what the Sphinx is, although we don't really let that information out because it just doesn't matter at this point. Um, The Sphinx is full of information, let's put it that way, full of knowledge, and it may be found one day and uh, hopefully in... these bodies' life, lifetimes, we can check that out. Um, another interesting thing that I noticed uh, about what you said was about the Persian Gulf. And during the Gulf War, <clears throat> there and uh, after the Gulf War, there was a lot of interest and talk about black ops going on there in the Persian Gulf. Now, if you know about the Persian Gulf and what's there, there's uh, there's uh, something called the Gulf of Aden. Now, we know that through the years, names and things like that have been given to places or changed to just throw people off. You don't have to change very much to throw off a a human because humans are like, hey, it's a label. That's the label. Um, And uh, the Gulf of Aden is actually... Uh, supposedly the entrance to the Garden of Eden and that they were finding vortexes there. They were seeing uh, uh, there's supposedly there's a stargate at this entrance of this Gulf of Aden and that at one point every country had a warship over there uh, just watching things just to see what was going on because everybody wanted to see the, the, you know, the starships coming out of this, this portal. Uh, so that was one of the rumors going around. It's really died out now. Um, but it's a, a very, very similar one. Very um, real. Yeah. Very similar one out of Afghanistan. 
as well. Supposedly, uh, um, a group of black ops. Yeah, uh, supposedly a whole yeah, bunch of Vimana. black ops guys disappeared there. Yeah, trying to dig out of Vamana. Yeah. Which is a an sure. ancient spaceship that had been placed under some kind of uh, spell, as we would call a spell, uh, which is just a protection. Protection, of, yeah. Uh, a cloak. A, a force field. <laughs> yeah, and this force field had to do. It was called a time well. And we, uh, we all know that uh, Atlanteans were uh, very astute in use, utilizing time travel. So they understood how to create time wells. And apparently these uh, people who went in to excavate this Vimana could not, uh, never returned out of this hole or cave or wherever it is. And that's, that is the story of that. So, Man, that's interesting stuff. Kim, have you heard, uh, do you know anything about Edgar Casey, or, or is this all new to you? <clears throat> no, I know some stuff about him, um, and they call the prophets <clears throat> kind of, like, Nostradamus, like, he had kind of started him, too, so it's, um, yeah, it's all very interesting where everything's kind of had come out to play and is coming out to play. I'm just going to have to say that, that Kim sounds like he's ready for 99. There's no <laughs> turning back now. No, I'm just all involved in this uh, interesting I know, right? <laughs> this yeah. show is better to listen to than to be a host of. <laughs> it really is. It's a great listen, man. Um, it is good. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, I was just going to yeah. say, as Case said, uh, Casey said that, you know, with all his predictions, you know, a lot of them are in the process, or a lot of them have come true. Some of them haven't, which were the more cataclysmic type events. However, as he did say, you know, that no one can accurately predict future events as human free will can alter and change the future and that time is variable, as I said before. So he was telling us in that that people can make a difference in, hum- in, in, in future events, you know, because, t- as you know, the free will that we have to do what we do is the way we influence the world. Absolutely. So, and, that and, is the truth. Yeah, and the, the one last thing about him, he even predicted his own death. Wow. So on New Year's Day in 1945, <clears throat> he um, put out a prediction about his own death, saying that he would be buried on the 5th of January. And he actually suffered a stroke on the 3rd of January. And, yeah, was wow. buried on the 5th of January of the same year. So, he, yeah, he predicted his, his own demise a week before it happened. Wow. So, well, I suppose we could all do that kind of in a way. We, it's just you have to make sure that you fall, your prediction hits. <laughs> well, I mean, he gave uh, Dave and day and date. So, I mean, he didn't know he was going to have right. a stroke. Right. Well, but he I'm did, saying, but we he, didn't. If we he didn't. knew <laughs> how to induce a stroke, then he could have – I'm just playing devil's advocate, which I, you know, I have to. <laughs> but I'm just saying that that's the one – prediction that you can actually make sure happens Um, a stroke is uh, in that time was probably pretty darn hard to fake 
or to create or induce. I shouldn't say fake because he died. But uh, anyway, that is very interesting. Thank you, Brenda, for that um, amazing stuff on Edgar Casey. Uh, everybody, uh, we're coming down to the end of the show. This was our Halloween celebration show on the Webster Phenomenon. You can go to the WebsterPhenomenon.com and check out our website. You can uh, hit me up on uh, – follow me on Twitter, and I'll follow you back. Uh, it is uh, – on Twitter, you uh, – what is it? At Patrick W. Small. Um, on Facebook, um, you can find me on Facebook. Just uh, search Patrick Small. And the Webster Phenomena, you can like that page. Visionary Research is our one of our other pages, and Patrick Webster Small is another page. Um, just get involved, everyone. Get involved. Now, remember, we called in the ancients. We did a chant last week, and we called in the ancients, and we asked them to be here on two dates. We asked them to show themselves on Halloween, on the actual day of Halloween, which is coming up on Monday for me uh, here on, in the U.S., and um, respectively, when, whenever it is for everybody else, that's when the Beings will come in, and also on Election Day here in the U.S., uh, November 8th. And that's going to be a turning point for the world on this election. Nobody has any clue what's going to happen. Nobody wants to know what's going to happen. And many people are looking for the border when it happens. So we would like to, you know, call these, these beings in one more time and just let's just give a one minute of time to these beings again and reinstate that we want you to show yourself in 3D and we would we desire appearance in 3D solid we would like to see you meet you and understand exactly uh, what's happening here and and really to give the world the understanding so we need you to show up November 8th, if no other day, but really Halloween would, would be a great uh, day to show up and uh, really show this world who's, who's who, who's in charge. And, uh, you know, let's knock down these governments a little bit just to be like, you know, hey, you guys, you need to, you know, this is about Mother Earth. This isn't about you taking over Mother Earth. You're not going to be doing that. You know, Mother Earth is, is owned by other beings, and, and we're kind of here. You know, we're renting it. And if we want to stay here, we need to take care of this place. So our intention right now is to bring these beings in. But we deal with them all the time. We deal with dragons and serpents and ancient gods. Uh, they know who we are because we know who they are we have been realized i've been contacted uh, uh, physically in 3d um, there's constant contact going on everybody's going to be starting to see things that you don't know don't normally see people walking around that aren't really there you know ghosts this is this is it. This is going to be the time where that veil is thinning so much it's going to go away. So that's what's going on, everybody. This is this is Patrick Webster Small, 
and I'm here to bring you guys the truth. This is the truth. This isn't a bunch of BS, paranormal BS. There is really no paranormal. It's all normal. We're just about to find out what normal is. Your eyes have been covered by the hands of every human that came before you. Your eyes have been covered in one way or another. So Kim in Canada, I would like to thank you for being here today. Your input is so much appreciated. And thank you for being here on the Webster Phenomenon today. Thanks for having me. Awesome, always. Uh, It's always a pleasure. Uh, Brenda, thank you for the amazing information on Casey and and both of you on your interview. Uh, Brenda, that was a great interview. Let's all thank our interviewers and, uh, you know, tomorrow. And uh, Brenda, thank you so much for for being here on the Webster Phenomenon, all your undying support. Um, You're amazing. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't be anywhere else. All right, you guys. (laughs) That's right. And it's always a pleasure uh, to to be with uh, Australia and Canada and the U.S. and we had input from Texas today, and oh man, we're just, we have input from everywhere. So, everybody, just look up, look in the sky, look at these clouds. Picture yourself as an Egyptian. Understand what the Egyptians saw. Understand the Sumerians. Understand the peoples that came before us. Understand the Indians. Understand the indigenous and nature. We are nature, hand in hand. There is no difference between us and nature. We are nature. Nature is us. So everybody, get out there. Experience the Webster phenomena. Experience life. And you know, above all, let's say it all together. You guys ready? Let's go. You guys out there, be good humans. Be good humans. (laughs) Be good humans. See ya. Happy Halloween, everybody. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 